the everyday running. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's a lot of unknown people that kept this thing running. But but let me start uh, with a little history of this because really the Panthers come out of SNCC. Both Bobby Seal and and even um, Fred Hampton, but uh, Carmichael, they were all part of SNCC. And what SNCC was doing was SNCC was putting together a voting drive in Alabama. You know, he's registering people to vote. And that's what historically Carmichael was doing. He was head of SNCC and, you know, he's down there registering to vote. Okay. And so um, I'm kind of mixed on what they called it. They said a political party. I don't know if they ran offices, but I do know that if you wanted to vote for their party, there was a sign. And the sign they adopted was a sign of the Black Panther. And so technically that is where it started because that was a political organization down there. Now where Oakland comes in is them being part of SNCC and, and knowing this, they put for self-defense, you know? Okay. Before you go in. So let me ask sure. you this question. If it's fair or not, were they a distraction? Well, there were distraction to the point of they were controlled distraction because it was really controlled. I mean, if you look at the life of this and the effect of life of this, it really wasn't a, a lasting kind of movement. This movement became very ineffective in a matter of years. So slightly, but but it, it was like a, 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 a East Coast, like civil rights was more of a, a Southern thing. You know, that was more of a Southern thing. So the West Coast, was feeling a little bit of same, you know, the, the, the police brutality. They was all feeling that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So, yeah, I, I would say yes and no. Kind of yes and no on that. Okay. I'm going to let you go in. Uh, you want me to name members? You, you got members already that you want to? Because like I said, because oh. I didn't, there's half these people I didn't even know were even affiliated with, with, the, with the party like that. But, okay, uh, well, I'll get into a little more of the history, too. Okay. So you, you, if you look at Oakland and why Oakland was a lot of black folks moved to Oakland and like like your people even moving to Chicago, my people, you know, they came from Chicago into Michigan, you know, from Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? And so what a lot of people did is, is during the Warriors, especially they went to that bay because the bay was working on ships. It was jobs and stuff. And so during the war and slightly after World War Two, you know, a lot of black folks was out there. But as and the second point is, too, is what Daryl Gates did is the same thing almost all like Richland is another big city out there. You know, Richland is near Oakland and they they hired police from the south. Mm. Um, they, they almost state the big, big cities practice this almost exclusively because, again, coming out of Jim Crow, they felt that they had a certain way to deal with these people. And so that's what you have coming into, you know, the, the early 60s is cats getting brutalized, you know, and even sometimes the same what we see today. And so the, uh, it came a point where they figured what they started doing is Seal and Newton. And I've said before, I didn't think they were involved. They were involved with the drive by drive arounds and they was driving around watching cars, you know, with, they, with their guns. Hmm. And so when the cars got stopped, they was right there with them with, with guns out. And, and, um, and something I caught today is, and if you want to ask about Newton, we can get into Newton, too. If, you, if that's a person on your list, you want to get into Newton. Yeah. Because, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you, before you, you went in, when they went to the capital, California, okay, was there, 
did they do it wrong? Was their approach wrong? I get it, the spirit of everything. I get it. But was it, you know, was it just a bad, a bad tactic? Well, it's very close to what we're seeing today because I've said, and, and I even still have to look at it. I was saying, you know, really taking the capital is act of war. You know, because if you look what happened to the Panthers afterwards was the, the war on drugs, which was really the war on us. You know, if you look at, at, you know, the moments that happened almost, you know, they did. But they went up there because they was trying to take the guns out their hands. They was trying to do like Tombstone. Remember in Tombstone, they said, we don't care if you have your guns. You just can't have your guns in the city. Right. They did the same thing. You know, once the, the brothers was, you know, protecting themselves, they was doing the same thing. But publicity wise, I think if you looked at. Did they need that publicity then? Uh, it could have been another way to fight the bill, to put a voice up there. You know, it could have been. Uh, it was interesting that Newton didn't go up there. You know, Bobby Seale did, but not Newton. And then Bobby Hutton, you know, Bobby Hutton. And, and, and Bobby Hutton was the first sacrifice. I mean, if you look at the first sacrifice. Get into it, it go. Was go. Bobby Hutton. Okay. And Bobby Hutton was a direct sacrifice for Newton. Because Newton went to jail around the same time. And then you had uh, King killed. Bobby Hutton got killed three days later, I believe, after King, I'm pretty sure. But if you look at this, a 17-year-old cat, when they in the Capitol, all the pictures, he's almost in every shot. You know, so when I got to see this, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's who they served up first, you know. And then another thing with Newton is, uh, like Brother Polite said, light skin, dark skin. You know, and I, I'm not trying to, you know, but I'm just saying that's another you you looked at the two of them, you 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 see that dynamic, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of what Brother Polite was saying. And it's not that that's not a brother, it's not that, you know, but it's like you look at that dynamic as that too, you know, like Rosa Parks almost. You know, you compare it to that. It it gave that a good visual. Okay. First on our list is uh Umiya Abu Jamal. Hey, I don't know what more could you say about him. I mean, he 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 ain't going anywhere no time soon. So. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I, uh, give me the other name. You know, I got dyslexia. Um, Sandiata Akoli. Okay. Um, uh, what, what, which part was he out of? He's doing life for murdering a New Jersey state trooper. He was the finance oh. the, the minister of Har the, uh, the Harlem chapter. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And see that that's because the sister was with him. Right. The yeah. sister that went to Cuba, they all did that together. And that was almost like a weatherman kind of move. If you looked at the way the weatherman moved, you know, or even, you know, Cleveland or uh, yeah, the Black Liberation Army, that was that kind of move. So I don't know, man, you know, it, it, it all these events don't seem to be what they're reported as, you know. Gotcha. And, and it's a lot of framing that they would do. They would catch them out there. And then, but the Harlem chapter end up not trusting, you know, the same thing, the East Coast, West Coast kind of divide. That was part of that too, where they weren't really taking, you know, the, the point is, is, is Newton and then went to jail fairly early. You know, when Bobby Seale, what we was just talking about, uh, went to Sacramento, he went to jail. Mm -hmm. You know, they arrested all the cats. And so almost very quickly, they was off the streets. And so. Okay, um, we have Ashanti Alston. And where was she out of? 
it's not listed. She just just has her listed as an activist. Half these people are just like either fringe members. Okay, I, um, I, I don't know her name. Okay, Richard Aoki, the Asian guy. Yes. Now, you know, uh, uh, he went through ROTC High School. He went through. Uh, uh, he's definitely. Um, he was more than informant. He he went through full training. He became a marksman specialist. Okay. You know, and so this guy was. Um, CIA too. Okay. And he is the one that provided the weapons for the Panthers in LA and the Panthers in Oakland. I'm wondering if uh, the US movement, Coringa's movement, I wonder if he even gave weapons to them. But yeah, he's he's pretty much admitted that he was an informant. But he the same thing was done to Fred Hampton. The, the person that provided all the weapons was an FBI informant. So it's almost like these cats. And, and then he informed on his own people too, because they they got him fairly early. That's crazy. Yeah, it says he committed suicide in 2009. If you believe that. If you believe right, of course. If you believe that. But he was definitely, you know, CIA too. Definitely CIA. Okay. Uh, next up, we got Charles Barron, uh, Harlem chapter. He's currently the Democratic New York City Council member. Mm. Now, one thing you have to understand about uh, what they did in New York and what, what they did brilliantly too is is he helped, they helped set up the, 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 the um, breakfast programs, the health programs, dealing with the other, other um, cultures, you know, bringing the Brown brothers in and bringing, you know, the other cultures. Mm -hmm. And so he was part of, of the social part that was really effective in a big city. And so that's, you could almost group all the New York brothers for that. If you look at what the social programs that they were able to achieve, you can see that why, it embarrassed the government that they went out there and got the support of the people. Gotcha. Uh, we have a Veranza Bowers. Okay. You got to tell me what area he's from. Uh, it doesn't say currently serving life in prison for murdering the park ranger. Mm, I don't know about that brother. And then we have William Lee Brent. He hijacked a plane to Cuba in 68 and apparently lived there until 2006 until he passed. That's interesting because Cleaver was already over there. When Cleveland left, Cleveland went to Cuba first. And he it was two other Panthers that hijacked planes too. But again, they was all part of they end up BLA, you know, black liberal. Gotcha. Next up we have Elaine, Elaine Brown. She was the Minister of Defense. And at one point she's been she was linked to the Green Party uh, in 2008. And he, you said he, I'm sorry, we something missed. It, 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 he died in 2008. No, um, Elaine Brown. She was linked oh, to the Green Party yes. in 2008. Yeah. Now, okay. Her book is a good book, but you really have to understand her position. She makes part of in the end. Of, she's in her position in the end, but you have to look at her in the beginning because one thing she tells you is she tells you that she was in the the L.A. chapter before Bunchy Carter was, or even in the Oakland chapter. She's kind of like fringe and really between both, but that's what she tells you. But when you find out, in fact, uh, Bunchy was already in and Bunchy was running L.A. when she comes in. So you catch her in a not true narrative. Um, Joe Brown, when Bunchy gets killed, and I believe it's John Higgins who he got killed with, but when Bunchy gets killed, Joe Brown was upstairs or, or around the corner of one of the offices. So he tells the story where she's the one between both groups that got Bunchy shot. She admits that she slept with Cleveland. She admits that she slept with, with Newton. 
I mean, she admits, you know, this kind of, you know, behavior with these cats and free love, of course. So she was, it appears like she was some type of informant as well, you know, especially getting Bunchy killed. She had a part in that. But you catch her, you know, telling a lie that she was in the Panthers before Bunchy was when, in fact, you know, Bunchy's one of the ones that saw her come in. Now, uh, she breaks Newton down and she's on spot with that. She reports on what he was that. But the most impressive thing, you know, not to say she's all negative. Check this out. When Newton, when Newton was in jail and by the time he got out, Elaine Brown had all the social programs all across the country, feeding 50,000 people breakfast a day, 50,000 people. They had a charter Panther school. Now, some people, if anybody watching from the West Coast, you probably remember in L.A., they had charter Panther school. Mm-hmm. This chick had like a million dollars. I mean, it was like all the social programs was solid. And you and see, it's not like any of the sisters, though, you know, all across the country. You have to look at the sisters as some of the biggest organizers. You know, really, all the sisters that the, the part like at first when the first sister uh, joined, they was like, oh. Sisters want to join this too? They was caught off guard by that. You know, the, the brothers, you know, Newton and them wasn't ready for that, mm-hmm. you know? So a strong sister, but you look at her whole story, whole story, you know, probably, you know, another informer. That's that's the way they did it. You know, they put it together and then they watched, you know, got all these eyes on it. So. Okay. But her book is, you know, her book is good. Taste of Power is a good book. Uh, just know, know that part. Gotcha. All right, you mentioned SNCC. Um, we have H. Rat Brown, currently serving life for murder. Uh, he was the justice minister. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he said that that uh, what violence is as American as apple pie. I mean, right. You know, uh, I even tell a further story. When I was in third grade, I slept with his poster in my bed. True story. H. Rat Brown. So that was in my psyche. Uh, he was the rhetoric that was from the beginning. Why aren't we fighting these mugs now? You know, why are we fighting them? But yes, he came from SNCC as well. Yeah, see. Gotcha. Next up, we have Stokely Carmichael. Let me tell you, um, the two most impressive men I ever saw speak was a guy that was a professor at, professor at Duke. And he brought, I still don't know this cat's name, but he, he was the one that broke down the frats. That's another story. But I saw uh, was Trumaine. I saw him here. I got to see him here. Mm-hmm. And I got to see him talk. He was the most impressive cat breaking down the social structure, structures that we faced and then how to put it together. You know, he's the one that uh, uh, Black Power, you know, we, we like King is like Marty's like, no, we need Black Power. He's, he's saying economically, you know, everything. We need the power to move our own people. But if you read, he's from D.C., I do believe this cat went to Howard, you know, went to Howard. And, you know, I uh, I don't remember if he's a frat or not, but I'm just saying, even one of them prestigious high schools, like a tech or something. So this cat, you know, he always had that. Uh, I mean, he, I'm trying to think how, he, he never, like he might've been the boule arm of it. Uh, I can't say that he had, he turned, you know, mm-hmm. I think he brought his perspective and he kept at it and the social programs that he was behind. You don't see at the end, like him getting taken down as hard as other cats got taken down. And right. I don't think that it, it was just the way he went about what he did, you know, 
But yeah, very, very impressive speaker. Look at some of his old stuff, even as a young cat. Yeah. Very impressive. And and it, you know, it, some of these cats you think, well, good speakers. What did, what did you one cats? You want for say a good speaker, but you know, where's the action? You know. Mm -hmm. So okay, and then like you mentioned before, Bunchy Carter. Um it seemed to me his his murder was like the turning point or was the catalyst mm -hmm. I guess, for their demise at, at to a certain extent. Well, well, you know, when, you know, there was an Ebony magazine that I saw in the 60s and it showed the amount of brothers that was killed, Panthers, and it was like a page or two. And, you know, one, one thing to know about him and just the, the, the L.A. gang scene, you know, uh, where uh, Russell got killed in the little strip mall is on Slauson. Mm -hmm. You dig? It's on Slauson. Well, that's what Bunchy was. Bunchy had the Slauson. Bunchy was a Slauson. And this was one of the biggest gangs in that area. And, you know, he had uh, something like Malcolm, the way young cats came to him. Uh, he actually bumped into, went to prison for a while. Or, yeah, prison, not years, you know, not too many years prison, a year or two, but he was up there with Eldridge. So they probably knew each other even before. But this cat had L.A. <clears throat> Excuse me. This cat had L.A. They was, you know, Newton and them was in Oakland. This cat was L.A. And he was the main Panther in L.A. So imagine all the gangs joined him. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something Ellen, Ellen Brown, she, she, she does. You know, that's what she says. But all the L.A. gangs joined him and was Panthers. It was Slawson's. I'm trying to think of it was four or five of them. You know, it was a bunch of the old gang names. And this cat had that. So that's he gave them. L.A. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They didn't have it before they got with him. And that's why they killed him. Gotcha. You know? And not long after, you know, we'll keep going. Okay. Um, Eldridge Cleaver. Now, I've heard stories. You've had your your thoughts on Eldridge Cleaver. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody reads Soul on Ice. You know, uh, some points of it is uh, what they call it, the Lazarus Syndrome. Mm -hmm. You know, to the, the cats, his his generation would just give with white chicks because it was like taking back anger against all the repression. I mean, that's his, you know, his theorem. That's what, you know, but you talk to some of them cats, they'll kind of tell you it's kind of like that. Uh, so he, had, what's funny is he went to prison in the early 50s. He had a shopping bag full of weed just walking down the street. <laughs> this mug was just, you know, he was about to, he picked up and he was just, and he just happened to get stopped. And so they gave him some years. And so Soul on Ice is the essays. So right around the time, well, what happened is, okay, so the Panthers bring him in. As I mentioned, Newton goes, you know, is pulled off the street. Now, do you, you, you know, Newton's pulled off the street, so is Bobby Seal. So it's Cleveland. And Cleaver was kind of crazy. I mean, a woman beater. He beat Catherine when she was pregnant. I mean, all that's documented by several people. Mm -hmm. Kind of a lunatic, but he was like, let's put pressure on him. That was his thing from the beginning. Let's put pressure on him. You know, let's, uh, he would say it now. Some say he got Bobby Hutton killed. You know? I've heard that. You know, that was one of my earliest Panther stories was about how Bobby got killed. And the day was at Bobby's house and they uh, put the tear gas in, you know, and Cleaver took off all his clothes and he, they say Bobby didn't take his pants off, you know. But again, think about it like that when you think of, Okay, Cleaver comes out that naked, but Bobby came out, out with his pants on. I mean, you see the ritual in that, mm -hmm. you know, 
and then the young boy gunned down 10 times. So uh, Cleaver does leave, you know, they was because he was putting that rhetoric out. And uh, it doesn't seem like like the t- the movie makes you think that that he has some shooting. It doesn't look like he ever did any shooting. You know, he was, but but his rhetoric, you know, some of his rap is really, really clever. Uh, he was the more always in your face revolutionary. But as a person running a, a movement like that, there was no way he had the skills necessary to to get it to, to run it, mm-hmm. to, especially the programs, you know. Gotcha. Uh, next up, we have Marshall Eddie Conway, Minister of Defense of the Baltimore chapter, served 44 years in prison for murder of a police officer until his conviction was overturned. Mm. I mean, again, a lot of young cats, and I, I personally don't know about him, but I do know about uh, the conditions of Baltimore at the time and why they needed that, you know. And and I know for a fact that D.C. had a chapter as well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they, they had to be very well represented in that area. But as we just talked about with Bunchy, that's what a lot of these cats became faced with. Now, I don't know if he was part of the BLA or not, you know, to be honest. But that's that, that's you see these stories time and time again. Same with Newton. Newton supposedly shot a cop dead with his hands handcuffed behind his back. Supposedly shot two cops like that. Right. Handcuffed behind his back. Shot in the stomach. I mean, that's just not a believable story. Right. Okay. Next up, we have Aaron Dixon. Former captain of the Seattle chapter party also ran with the Green Party for the U.S. Senate. Mm. No, uh, I don't really know about this cat, but I'll say this. You, you see, what did they say in um, um, I'm going to get you sucker? What did they say? What happened to the movement? <laughs> Everybody got government jobs. I mean, do you see how that kind of slid a lot of people in positions? Yeah. You know, so they was already out there young. And even though it's supposed to be contrary to the system. So I don't really know a lot about him. Okay. Uh, Next up, and I get pushed back on this person more than anybody, Angela Davis. Now, to me, I know the story. I even met some of the BGF members during my little stint behind the wall. And they pretty much all confirmed she ratted George Jackson out. George Jackson ended up dying in like 71, but you know, he found mm-hmm. him finding the founding the, the Black Gorilla family. They all pretty much said it was her that got him locked up. Hmm, they, they got him locked up because he got locked up for gas station robbery. Right. And he then plea Yeah. And then so I, she, apparently she added more stuff. Hmm. And, and she was given intel and pretty much okay. set him up. Um, but like I said, that's that's one of the one of the lieutenants, the old lieutenants that I ran across. And they were like, to, to this dying day, he was like, yeah, he's like, he never set me up. So. Well, you just uh, like the picture. If you look at my Facebook picture, it's George Jackson's brother and they two friends coming out the courthouse. You mm-hmm. know, they got the judge in the news. I tell everybody, brother, sisters, go look at that picture. Go to Brian Toby Macon. That picture tells you the killing of that that Mason right there with that shotgun right to the Mason's head. And we bringing you out of court. He's in full gown. Soul of Dad Brothers, a beautiful book. The guns were all registered to her. I mean, that was known back. If you followed any of the court, you know, all the guns came back to her. Mm-hmm. So... FBI, what we've been saying. We've shown two other agents, you know, that done, done funneled guns. So she was the, you know, yeah. So 
Yeah, not not no, not a hero at all. Not a hero at all. Okay. Um, one of the key members, of course, Fred Hampton. Man, I my personal story is I got to meet Fred Hampton. My uncle, I've said this before, my uncle was a uh the cops in the complex. What did they call them? The complex cops that was in Cabrini Green, them cops. What did they call those kind of police cops? But my uncle was one of those kind of cops that worked for the complex. And so my cousin graduated from preschool to kindergarten. And I got to meet him. I was six or seven. You know, he was at that thing. So I got to meet him. Once again, the energy in Chicago, that's why I always ask you, where do you feel energy? The energy in Chicago, because of the, the deep history of where Chicago is, and, and, you know, I won't get really metaphysical, but it's there. It really is. It's an energy there for Capone had it. I mean, it's just an energy there that really you can get it there. Michael Jordan. They gave it to Michael Jordan. Arnie Banks didn't even win, and he wrote it. <laughs> he know? wrote that to you. Right. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, it's yeah, an yeah, energy yeah. there that you can get with, and Fred had it. Fred had not just, you know, one breakfast, but five. Fred had five uh, kidney, uh, breakfast before lunches on just the west side alone. Five programs bringing in children. These cats were selling the papers, 20000 30000 a month. Just in Chicago, mm -hmm. you know, and so his oh, oh, and let me tell you this, and you, you, okay, you know, well, Jeff Ford with the with the hooks. I'm sorry, no disrespect, but you know, no, no, <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm gonna tie this in. Check this out. You, you know, they was writing grants, right, and getting grants. Yeah, he was out there in Gary. You know, mm -hmm. he was getting grants, right? Yep. So was the Panthers. Panthers was getting grants. Fred Hampton was getting grants. Go look at one of his things where this dude is trying to get a credit union. Fred's he's coming to Fred. He's writing a grant. That's funny Fred. to say that because a lot of people I always ask, well, where was where was the money coming from? And then you pretty much piece it Tell together me. for me. So they they yeah, there was uh actually when when uh in Gary with Jeff Ford and them, they passed the other laws that gave them, you know, it was part of civil rights things, but they got this same thing. So, but he was a master organizer. I mean, he had the Panthers. See, it was different a little bit compared to out to West, the way it was in the Midwest. And it's just, they just, like the 10-point program, Fred was on them. Like Fred, like, you know, some people, like, they go to them people and they, they ain't saying what they're supposed to say and you talking this. You know what they do to them people. Yeah. That's how he was with everybody. The Panthers, men and women, they had to notice the mile, the little red book, but the 10-point platform, mm -hmm. you know, he was on it. And they were scared of him. They were afraid of him. And I mean, you know, again, he's a sacrifice for Bobby Rush. You can't look at it any other way. Who benefited from his killing? Well, two people benefited from his killing. Bobby Rush, you know, because Fred would have lived all that time. What do you think? Mm -hmm. You know, now I can't say if he goes to their side like Bobby Rush has or not. You know, that seems to be what happens to him. But, you know, he would have had, you know, that all that potential. So probably... I would say the, the Panther that, that probably was on the street and helped, you know, really helped. And like an, another thing with him is he, when Bobby Seal was taken and for the riots in 68, Fred was put on the national stage. They put him on news for the first time. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that was a bad move, you know, my because it, that was a bad, that was a mistake. Even way back, I didn't understand it when I was, he was like, my dad was right. like, that was a big mistake. 
I think I was thinking that too. I was like, man, he didn't really need to press. He needed to, you know, he needed to pull back. But see, they put him in. They called him in, mm-hmm. you know, and they got this young brother that can go and, you know, that kind of marked him as well. So, agreed, agreed. Okay, so now we got because you mentioned the paper, uh, Albert Howard, uh, one of the first editors of the newspaper, the Black Panther. Um, let me see. We have John Huggins, LA chapter leader, killed in '69. He was killed with Bunchy Carter, but uh, him and Erica, him and Erica, his wife, uh, still speaks, and Erica still, um, she's still out there. Uh, doesn't seem like he ever turned. He was with again. He was Bunchy's main man, and so very strong. So they took out one and two. You know, they didn't just take out number one. They took out one and two. Gotcha. Uh, Bobby Hutton, first party recruit treasurer, killed in 68. Again, he was definitely a sacrifice. And then with the, you know, with the shirt off, you know, that's and being, you know, 17. Uh, but like, I, I, let me explain this so people can kind of understand the attractiveness. Remember in the Malcolm X movie where the young brother comes in and Malcolm's like just eating and all of them kind of jump on the young boy. Can you remember that scene? Yeah, yeah. And my roommate was, you know, one of them teenagers. And he was just saying how the brothers, the young brothers just joined the nation because of Malcolm. They just loved him. You know, they just young brothers. Bobby was, you know, and Bobby was one of their mans too, uh, Seal. I think he was Seal's man, but he, you know, he was like one of them cats that just was right there with him. Mm-hmm. And, and if you look, look at the Sacramento films, he's all in the front and you see what it is. You know. Okay. Okay. Um, of course, we got George Jackson. Uh, we have Jamal Joseph, film professor, author, and Oscar nominee. I didn't even know that. Mm, uh, I, I caught his name before, but yeah, I don't know much about him. Okay. We have Judy Juanita. She was one of the authors that served as the editor of The Black Panther. Mm. I haven't come up. Let me see. Nope. Okay. No. Okay. Don't know too much about that sister either. This one threw me off because I didn't, like I told you, I didn't know. Shaka Khan. Well, yeah. Well, the same way I was just telling the story about the young brothers, the young sisters too, man. And the young sisters, you know, it's more young sisters. And so the young sisters was up in there, you know, uh, not just doing the, the womenly thing, but I mean, really pushing these social pra- programs. If it wasn't for the young sisters, the social programs would have never been. Uh, I think what she actually did is she went with, uh, she worked with the health programs, I do believe. And a lot of times what they did is ain't what they're talking about now, going to see if they can give you a vaccine, but actually going to people's homes, seeing they was doing a, a sickle cell anemia test, mm-hmm. uh, giving blood was kind of like eh, telling them to give blood. But they were going to older people's homes, going to homes, you know, the wick, they was taking wick to people. And so she was in one of those programs, I do believe. OK, cool, cool. Yeah, I like I didn't even know. Man, so I, I that's how out the loop I am with that one. Yeah, um, I'll about her for a minute. <laughs> Warren Kimbrough. Give me a little bit more of him. I don't know of uh, murder of Alex Rackley. Mm, I don't know about that, brother. Okay, so Alex Rackley, New York member murdered by fellow Panthers in 69. They say his killing resulted in the New Haven Black Panther trials. Oh, I caught a little bit of that earlier. Wow. Yeah, a little bit of that. But that now, let me tell you what that another part of that, too, is putting all these cats in court, like with with Huey Newton in the amount of time he was in jail. Do you know how that was like two million just for him? Two million just for his legal fees. And he was in jail like 10 months, Mm. two million. So all these other cats 
you know, and then they're running these free programs. And so, you know, some of them had to start hustling to try to pay for all this. But, yeah, a lot of these cats, you know, was stuck in court with, you know, so that was another part that they did to catch. Okay. Um, okay. Of course, we got Huey P. Huey P. Newton. Um, we have Kojo Namdi. Radio. Let, let, let me say a little yes. bit about Newton. Let me say a little bit about Newton. Um, one thing you have to too, understand, too, about him is um, the whole time when they talking about black power and everything, you know, and he's uh, this super, super wanting to fight the system guy, he was also going to law school at night. Okay. You know, he was going to law school at night. So this is a bright guy. Uh, I would say suggest everybody, if you want to know a little bit about his personality, you know the dude that uh, played in um, Do the Right Thing, the stutterer. Remember that cat? Yeah. Um, okay, did you ever catch him pay- playing his – well, he actually did a Broadway stand-up, or, you know, Broadway show of being Newton. And okay. then he did one for HBO. So he did a he did a plays, you know, he did a play of being new. I would suggest you want to get to know him. He chain smoker, you know. Was he, you know, an agent? It, it appears so, but because they took him off the street hmm. and then you know made him a cocaine addict in jail. There's no doubt about that. Oh, and this is why I want to bring him up too. Okay. So you know, he gets out of jail. The Panthers, you know, Bobby Seale runs for mayor, doesn't doesn't meet make mayor. Uh, you know, the Panthers kind of die, but would you anticipate, would you anticipate Newton's character being in Snowfall? Would you anticipate that? I wouldn't have. No? I, I could see. I'm not initially, no. Okay, because this is what Newton turned into. Okay. And he was allowed. Uh, I heard one dude say, well, the, the black, he went against the black girl family. No, they was with him. And he was kind of, you know, hitting them big dope boys. He was one of the first kind of straight up vultures that had some backing. And that's what he was. He went around. He's like, well, I see what you guys have done to the neighborhood. And he started hitting them. And that's really how he got killed <laughs> is he became one. of So in Snowfall, I, I wouldn't be surprised they don't show something like that. But that's what they, you know, again, government, he see, didn't know the CIA and whoever because they was giving it to him in jail. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as he got out, he was a stone cold junkie after jail. Now, how is that? You know, getting interviewed in jail with with clean clothes, press clothes. I mean, who you know, giving cigarettes and who's just gonna let you interview like that? Come on. Gotcha, gotcha, so. gotcha. All right, all right. Let me find my put back my list. Okay, so now we have Kojo Namdi was a radio host and a member from '68 to '69 in Brooklyn. We have Pete O'Neill, chairman of the Kansas City chapter. Uh, he moved to Africa, actually moved to Tanzania. Uh, Larry Pinckney served nine years in prison in Canada and the U.S., was also a member of the New uh, Republic of the New Africa. Mm-mm. I don't know about that, brother, either. Okay. So another big dog, Geronimo Pratt. Part of, he was Philadelphia, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And again, uh, great organizer. I mean, if you look at his organization skills, a great organizer, again, uh, I think he had good hands too. So he was kind of both, you know, he was kind of both a great organizer, but I believe he liked boxing and stuff as well. But it's the same story over and over again. These cats, you know, um, cause I think they got him for shooting at a cop, didn't they? They, they pinned him for shooting at a dude or shooting or and killing a cop or shooting a cop. Okay. But 
Philadelphia, what is it? Yeah, Philadelphia and D.C. See, all that would work together, you know. So he probably had some sway over all that little area in there, too. Um, I think he said they say he's, he was from Louisiana originally. OK, but I thought he made was, his way up. Yeah. Up OK. Uh, who we have next? We have Malik Rahim, New Orleans chapter organizer. Uh, he was a co-founder of the Common Ground Collective and the post-Hurricane Katrina Relief Organization. Hmm, I think because their chapter would also be linked to the um, Deacons of Defense. So it seems like, I don't know if it's him or his family was part of that because that came out of that area, I do believe. Okay, this one I didn't know about, Niles Rogers. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah, I knew about him. Um, what, what area was he from? Was he out in Oakland as well? I was trying to remember where he was from. I think he was in Oakland. But I came across his name, yeah, some years ago, uh, before Sheik was was kind of big. I came across, but you know, another young brother at the time that joined. You know, another young brother that that joined and and went with the older brothers and and you know. Help run the social programs. Help sell the papers. You know, because it, be, it became a, a business. You know, everywhere they went, it was like a business. You got all these jobs to do. Yeah, they got him listed from New York, but I, I, I met him a few times because he was a uh, Jive Records was sending Britney Spears and and NSYNC to him because he was living in Sweden, mm-hmm. to, to make all these big ass pop records and shit and. Um, right. It's one one day we were in, he, he was out in LA in a studio session. And I met the dude and he was cool as shit. I mean, musically, just I don't think people give him enough credit as far as his music prowess and his production skills. Well, I mean, again, you you hear him talk about Jimi Hendrix and being a player yes. and being a Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I, I was watching the movie on the dude playing Freddie Mercury, the Queen movie, and yeah. it's like this cat plays the bass line, and I'm like, no, wait a minute. He's admitted in interviews he sat in on when they made good time. Boom, 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 boom. You know, mm-hmm. Queen uses the same riff and he's admitted he was there, got permission, and he copied that, you know, another one by that that'd be boom, boom. That's the good times beat. That's that's the their bass player from Sheep. You know, that was the bass player that died. So yeah, okay. I mean, their music was their music, yeah. My senior year in high school, freshman year in college. She, I want your love. I need <laughs> <laughs> Chicks was bad, and you know they had. I mean, the group was the music was one of the best players. You know, Jameson might have been the best player or Bootsy, but that cat, you know, and and, and that lead. I mean, you know, a guy that just don't mind you leading. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, all his his production, he always lead with the bass when yeah. that was not the the. The, dude, the go-to thing was to lead with the bass, and, but he right. would do that. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Rapper's of- Delight. Rapper's right. Delight is that beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he, you know, um, but, you know, his name was out there and organizing and had a talent. And, and lucky he didn't get killed, you know, or go to jail for long periods because that's mm-hmm. what happened to a lot of the young cats. You know, cats, because that's what they had so many informants there. Like, I, I was – reading some stuff last night and they was like, you know, they was just taking everybody, just getting numbers and not knowing who people was. Fred Hampton's dude, you know, his best, the dude who cried the loudest, this for everybody, the dude sometimes that cried the loudest at your funeral will be an agent sometime. And that's what it was with Fred Hampton. <laughs> you know, the dude that cried the loudest 
that was the most ready, let's go get him. He was an alien, like we said, given weapons, you know, that's what they was faced with. You know, all these eyes and so how, you know, backstabbing. I, like with Cleaver, Cleaver was getting something like 60 letters a week just from FBI, you know, trying to twist his mind about what's going on in America, you know. So it was just that kind of attack. You know, That's conflict. crazy. That's crazy. All right. So the reason why this post came to or this, this stream was inspired because of the uh, Trace Act that's being pushed uh, through Congress, uh, Bobby Rush. <laughs> so, And, you know, you, you see how... And again, Fred's blood is all on him and Obama. I mean, for sure, because they both benefited. And still, he's still benefiting. And what, Bobby in his 70s. And then the, you see how wicked this is, and that's how they make you pay. It's like, well, you know, we've been carrying you, Bobby. We know you. You know, we let Obama bump you a little bit around the way, but let Obama push you away, you know, jump over you. But, but Bobby, you still got a point, and this is what we need you to do. It was funny because he'd been so quiet for the last – 10, 15 years, people, people even forgot he had a seat that, well, as, as, you know, in his district. People were like, were like, he's still in? Like, we, yeah. right. literally, that's right. how ineffective he's been. Yeah, absolutely. He hasn't wanted to be out there. So they came at him and it's like, you put the, you you put this on the people. And, uh, you know, do you think they're going to be shun-ins? You know, do you think it really will come to that or... Or like it's a movie on Netflix where everybody has a little droid that follows you all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, a part of the civilization, you can go where the droids can't go. And that civilization live without them. So it's the same kind of metaphor, you know. Gotcha. So will you live in a civilization without the shot or are you going to live in a civilization with the shot? Because mm -hmm. that's both was going to come up. You already, you know, both of them is going to come up. You already see that. All right. Next up, we got Reggie Shell, defense captain of the Philly chapter. Mm, I don't know. I haven't come across that, brother. Okay. And then next up, we have Bobby Seal, of course. Um. Hmm. Well, you know what? Let me say this is Bobby did. Okay. The way that Bobby did it is a kind of a smooth way is because Bobby worked it so far. And then Bobby saw that the Panther thing didn't work. And then Bobby ran for mayor and got 40% of the vote. Now, there's no telling that if he'd have kept it, he kept it. And, you know, the, for, to be the mayor. But to say, you know, you look at his that path and that path, the way he kind of played that path. On the other hand, uh, he stood in 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 Huey's shadow, really. Um, Huey was a nicer looking man, a little more articulate, you know, um, a little more educated. Mm -hmm. uh, so he Bobby wasn't as polished. Now, Bobby learned to get polished. You know, he got polished over time, but you see starting off, he wasn't as polished. Um, you know, when Bobby, Bobby went to the Democratic convention and was probably set up just put, to put him in Chicago, you know, really to put him in Chicago. And then all the riots, well, you know, he was part of that Chicago 8, I think they called it, that they were tried. And, you know, if, if young people, you don't know this part about what they did to Bobby Seale. He's in court. He is not, he does not have a lawyer that he wants to represent him. He is not able to speak. They bombed and gagged him. Yeah, right, I remember that. Yeah, and I remember being, you know, a child seeing this on the news, and I'm like, "What? What? You know, this was like the you you hear Russians and Chinese doing this kind of stuff, but not American." Mm -hmm. And there they told it to you. What was done to him? Judge ordered. And if you like, listen, uh, even Ellen Ellen Brown's book 
about how he felt and choking and then they, you know, put a sock in his mouth and then put tape over his mouth. And, you know, he's fighting to breathe. I mean, it's, you know, and he's chained up. I mean, literally chained up. You, you can, there's a lot of uh, drawings, you know, you couldn't take pictures in court, but there's drawings and you can go see the drawings. They, yeah, they brutalized him and tried. And I think he uh, ended up not guilty of that too. I think he ended up getting off of that, but the court cost and then being brutalized like that. So, you know, you can kind of see where, and, and he still was relevant for a long time. You know what I'm saying? He didn't really, the, the, pup, uh, the political thing didn't really work out for him as well, but he still kept his name out there. So, so, and there's, there's many more members and I'm, we can go on, <laughs> but at the end of the day, were they doomed from the start? Well, yeah, just because of the way people aren't taught to screen people, people aren't taught business, really. You know, this was a bunch of young people that, that fought something that did need to be, you know, to fight. It's just like what the civil rights did. It didn't really, they didn't have that in California. Mm-hmm. You know, really the civil rights movement didn't help the North. You see what it did to Chicago, right. you know, they yeah. hit kings with bottles and stuff. So this is the way they had to do it. Now, the, 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 the other problem we talked about with the guns is that's what was concentrated on. That's what was portrayed, not these social programs, you know, because their legacy lives in the breakfast programs that every child that needs breakfast. Well, you know, when school's going, that started in 67, you see, and that like my school, my school, when I was in fifth grade, I remember that. The Panthers came in, and I think our school was the first school in the nation that let them use the school. I know they used a lot of churches, mm-hmm. but if I remember right, Lincoln Elementary School in Kalamazoo, Michigan, they let the Panthers serve breakfast in there. And the kid, the children in the school could all eat breakfast. Uh, it was in the kindergarten rooms, but I think that room was one of the first rooms that a public school was able to serve children. So that's the legacy that lasts, you know, that's their legacy right there. Wick, Wick still exists, you know, their idea, and that still exists. Well, let, let me ask you this, because we remember the the good that came out of it, but you know, those that come after us, I don't think would even remember or even think to put the two and two together where you get the, the free lunch because of, of the Panthers, because you know, these history gets distorted and lost and, and, you know, retold in the wrong way. Um, Let me ask you this, because you haven't seen a group like that since then, did the way that how they got taken down kind of mess with the psyche of black folk to a certain extent? Well, you said it perfectly. The Mandela effect that the name change, you know, remember you said that the Mandela effect they did with the name change in itself. What they learned to do, well, they, you know, like OG Mac, they took OG Mac from California, sent him to New York prisons and put that gang in that prison and showed how to run that gang. And then that gang hit the East Coast. You you see, same kind of thing. It's they learned that they're going to create the gangs. They're not going to let the gangs be organic anymore. Mm -hmm. They create the gangs. And that's what you see in the 80s, you know. You see in the 80s and I mean, they create the gangs now. They are all in it. They can they can always control the drug game. Always. 
It's never been a time in our history when they didn't have their foot in that stuff. And so that's the problem is, you know, people try to organize, you know, they pick like, you know, these shootings, they pick characters and then they pick a face. Then the face fades away, you know, face fades away. Don't hear about Kobe anymore, huh? <laughs> no, you do not. Not thinking about Kobe, huh? Well, you know, I, I think it's almost like um, the Panther situation is almost like um, standard playbook on how to dismantle, disorganize, disrupt any community grassroots organization that may be a viable threat to the, the greater establishment. Like, it's almost like you read this. This is how you deal with them. Just like that. Oh, yeah. The Willie Lynch on it. Willie Willie Lynch on it for sure. You know, when the Panthers was hitting it with the 10 point program, listen to mile. You know, that's trying to get a mindset. You know, that's trying to, you know, get some discipline. You know, we need disciplined people around us and work in a disciplined way. Um, Uh Uh-oh. Did I lose you? Edwin, did I lose you? Oh, shit. I think they're messing with with the signal. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. But yeah, the, that's the, the organizational part is what they hate about. You know, they don't want anything organic to build like that. And that's that's the shame. Uh, it's hard to build because once, you know, somebody wants some shine, like you were saying, somebody wants some shine instead of just being organic. It's like if you was going to go stalk them people's houses, why talk? About it? You know, just move in silence, you know? Yes. <laughs> that ain't serious. Man. You, 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 you're talking about being shown doing this. Yeah, yeah, that ain't serious. Ah. You know, if you're serious about being defensive-minded or you know, revenge, you know, really some professional revenge stuff, you don't want all that. No, you just go out there and be there. But you know, that's the thing is everybody wants to shine about it. You know, even songs. You know, mm-hmm. people want to. You know, instead of just building with people, uh, people want to. You know, they got to be a leader. Too many chiefs. That's what they say. You know, nobody. Well, let me ask you this, because you you touched on it earlier. So I counted at least three rituals in the whole takedown of the Panthers. We mentioned, um, I'm sorry, the pants. And you mentioned. Bobby Hutton. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, if I gloss over it, I counted three. Were there more that we missed? Those three are the strongest, though. Those okay. three are the strongest. And that's, you know, I've been, I had to take a door down to get one of my books because it's like I, I I lost the key. And I was like, man, I don't feel like taking these pins. So I've been trying to credit card and finally I just, because I needed this book. And I was like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, I'll tell you, that was just today, just rehashing stuff. I was like, oh, you know, this, this, I'm catching this. But, you know, I, I, to honestly, I, I just caught the Fred Hampton, Bobby Rush thing when okay. he put them numbers out. That was like, oh, that hit me. And then it hit me about Obama. I'm like, Obama benefited too. Okay. Because that man would have been hard to deal with left alone. You know, he would have been hard to deal with. Uh, he would have had it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, I, I think we pretty much covered everything Panther wise. Um, outside <laughs> of that, what are you seeing? Um, you know, what do you see this narrative going? What um, I mean, just because I haven't talked to you in a minute, so I don't I don't know what you've been 
been seeing. So get me up to speed um, and, like, and everything. Well, you know, my brother's been going out. Um, uh, he's been at the Lansing. You know, he's been going to everyone. And, you know, uh, those people are really repressed in Michigan. You know, these people are really, uh, and they're talking about extending it because of her. Um, the people just aren't really falling for all this. You know, it's like, like you know, here in Minnesota, they don't go by the John Hopkins numbers. You know, the, the Mayo Clinic and the University of Minnesota and California, they was like, we don't believe those numbers because we know those numbers, we can't go by them. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at the daily deaths, the daily births, you, you have to look at the world births, world deaths. You can't, and you can even do by state by state. And all of a sudden, you know, everybody's cured of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, and then they want to panic people. Oh, now it's, it wasn't messing with children, but this is messing with the children. I mean, it's like fear program, fear program, fear program. Now, you know, I think I, I read somewhere that they decided to close the state capitol for a while uh, in in, um, in, in Michigan. Yeah. yeah. And then wanted to pass the laws again, wanted to pass the laws because guns are, you know, you're supposed to be able to be in a, a, a public place like the capitol with guns. I mean, as far as your second amendment, right. You have the right to be there. Yeah. Um, so the cats wasn't, I don't know. My brother was there. My brother's darker than you. You know, he wasn't bothered. Now there wasn't a lot of brothers there. Yeah. To be honest, you know, but one time they just blocked the city. You know, one time they just blocked the city of cars. You know, it was people. But the first time they just blocked all the streets going into the Capitol where the ambulances had to drive on the sidewalk and, you know, the cop cars. Mm-hmm. I mean, they blocked. I mean, you know, coming into to Lansing, they blocked the highways and everything. Mm-hmm. So that was part of what they did um, here. Let me tell you an interesting story I saw here. So I go in the store, go into Walmart. You ain't got to wear a mask if you don't want it up to you. I come out and a lady walked up and said, there's a line. And, you know, I, I park in the handicaps. So I park in, you know, them, they got them front facing parks, you know, them kind. Yeah, I get people up out of there and park them kind. I'm like, hey, now this is my park. But so I'm walking in one of them close parks, you know. And so uh, it was a line on both sides. Like she was like, oh, it's a line. And I, I, again, I wasn't even paying attention. If she wouldn't have said something, I wouldn't even notice. Mm-hmm. But I, it was cops in there. It was the first time I noticed it was cops in there. And the chick, the greeter, I know all the greeters, and the greeter was counting. Now, it was no line when I went in. 20 minutes later, it's, it's not just one line. It's two lines on both sides. Mm-hmm. So I see a little bit of, uh, you know, corporate enforcement there, you know, play, pushing the narrative. Because, you know, you and I, we are in this Big Ten thing. What Michigan is doing is is we, like y'all was what, was locked in for a minute, wasn't they? Was, when they like monitoring people coming yeah. in and out for yeah. a minute, the first mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. So we are all locked in this, you know, this is they going to get Trump in or out? You know, that's what is, all these states is vying. That's what, you know, we got till November, you know, it's coming. And so all our states are vying. And so Michigan is a tough place to be right now. And the ultimate thing is, again, you know, it's not just going to come with a, and I don't care what anybody else says, look, it's not going to be just a shot. It's going to be a shot and a chip. And it's going to be something to definitely go into your DNA. That's the thing that you have to be aware of, is that this is going to go in our DNA. And even like they were saying about, you know, having the coit in your semen and stuff, they're telling you that whatever's coming is going to be in your semen too. So that's what they're telling you that, and do you want that for your children? I mean, we really got to, you can look at it like this. I'll say this. So say two children, you, you, your niece didn't get a shot. Your niece 
your your son daughter got a shot. Mm-hmm. Your niece never has privileges, but as she grows old, she has a kind of knowing that you watch the one that get all the privileges, but they just don't have any kind of fight in them. They don't see anything wrong with anything going on in the world. Right. And, you know, where, like you said, when, you know, where's your scales, you know, where's, you know, you, your scales would be like, man, you know, maybe not having it was a little better because at least she knows about rebelling and all this shit ain't agreeing. That's what we're faced with more than ever. Now we already got babies that are, you know, stuck. <laughs> you know, our babies are stuck, you know. I mean, these kids are so good, they can, or excuse me, children, they can skateboard and be on the phone. That's that's the smoothest stuff I ever watch. They be in traffic and skateboard and don't miss a beat. Like hit the curve, look down for a second, and be right back on the phone and be yeah. gone. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. So that's the extreme, you know, house to house, removing people, you know, who how long will people take that? You know, how long will people take that? Well, he, he is, well, because I look at all the people that wear masks, like voluntarily, literally in their cars. I'm like, people are gone. Cause and you, I, yeah. those are the ones that they're not going to question it at this point, but that's just yeah. how I'm seeing it though. And they got these old people passing out. You can't wear a mask in your car. You building up carbon monoxide. I mean, come on. You can't wear, if you know anybody old like that, definitely, because they're going to pass out a lot. You can't do that. You're already sitting in the thing burning carbon monoxide. (laughs) Why do you want to build? This is what you're, where's it getting out? Come on, common sense. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I call it the Lone Ranger. You know, everybody's the Lone Ranger, you know? (laughs) Okay, okay, cool. Um, So, well, I'm not going to keep you much longer. Um, Okay, brother. Anything else you want to run down? I mean, uh, it's all you, bro. All you. You know, it's like one part we didn't talk about the Panthers. Is, okay. And we, we did a little bit, but the, the program of Contel Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't really get into that too much. And I have a personal eyewitness to this. My father, who was in Job Corps. You, you know what Job Corps is, don't you, bro? You heard of Job Corps? Yeah. My father was in Job Corps, and that's how my father got recruited. And my father, uh, he was based out of New York, but he spied on the New York organizers, the Panthers, New York organizers, but then he spied on the bus riders and King, you know? So I saw this firsthand of, of how he moved and how he was able to, you know, like I was saying with, with Boulay, I, I got college roommate teammates, Boulay, and they doing well, you know? But the way this organization has torn down so many people, you know, put in jail, like you were saying, had, had being there, you know, Extra charges, you know, oh, he did this, extra charges, you know, yeah. And so Cointel Pro, I mean, they didn't even want to admit it. They didn't only admit it until what? Hoover died, I think, when they finally admitted that, you know. And so this still still exists. It still exists. And this thing, you know, where the sisters taken to with the brothers, you know, everybody said, well, what if black guys were up there and they had their guns? And then she marches up there. Do you see all the ritual in that? Yeah. But that's that's that that you know that's that division, you know, that's that division, you know, again, it was predictive, it wasn't a natural thing, you know. Well, you know, I was a little scared. <laughs> if somebody talked about they, they wear a vest there, well, it might be a good idea to wear a vest anyway. What depending on what you did. Right. Yeah. But but that was all just, you know, 
old old Jim Crow kind of kind of maneuvers. You know, it wasn't it wasn't anything organic about that. It was a show. You know, it was a show. That's all. If you were so real, why didn't you go out when all the people was out there? You know, if you didn't think that a brother could go out there and, and represent your right to be on capital grounds. So, but yeah, but that's the thing of division that's still in our people. And that's what's so, so hard for us to recognize because anytime somebody shows a little shine, believe me, they like, you know, piranhas on blood. They, they'll they start, you know, even doing this, you know, even doing this, they'll start having people watching you talking about, can we be friends? You know, they, <laughs> they, 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 they watching you. So, you know, yeah, and your your intentions are everything. That's what the number one thing that'll balance your scale. Live by your intentions, you know, and and your intentions help your circumstances. And my final thing is, you know, luck is is the one thing without some. You dig that? Okay. There's no sum in luck. So anybody want to use your magic? Luck does not have some in it. Luck is by itself. So that's how you use abundance. So thank you again, brother. My big, my big brother right there. So, um, but yeah, I, yeah, you be doing them vampire hours, uh, stream. <laughs> like, I, you, you got more energy than I. I ain't got uh, any, bro. <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of losing the zest, to be honest. I'm losing a little bit of zest for this because it's like I, I like studying. I'm, I'm pretty much a hermit anyway. You know, I got my friends, but you know, it's like I don't know. It's like I don't have a love for it anymore. So thank you for giving me a little bit of motivation. I appreciate it. Hey, same here, same here, as always. So All definitely right, I, I want to bring you back next time. So All sure. right. Thank you, brother. All right, big dog. Yo, everybody. Um, sorry I didn't get anybody to shout out. Uh Brandon, thank you for the cash app. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout yourselves out. I gotta I'm taking my ass to sleep because I'm tired. Um, hopefully you guys got some out of it. Uh young Cherokee Peasy, I see you, brother. Nick. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Let me go and do the motherfucking shout outs now. Shit, fuck it. Since I'm motherfucking here. Um, Eloy, what's happening? Give me a minute. Boop, 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 boop. Carrie, hey, Edward, hey. Iron Five, E Noble. I saw my man Form run up in here. George Making, what's up? Neville Films. Uh, Esoteric Bay, hey. Everybody, Power and Strategy. Degree earned hey. Um, did I who else? I got everybody, got the usual suspects. Iron Five, I got you. Cooling, hey. Uh, US Blues, hey. CP30, you like the Tyrone, Everyday Peoples. Hey, Ru, hey, what's happening? What's happening? Keep it tech. I see you, bro. I see you. I see you. I see you. All right, so I, I think I got everybody. Stefan, hey. Uh, yeah, so let me get out of here. Um, you guys have a good night. I'll catch you guys next time. All right, peace. <laughs>